You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. In April of last year, she was diagnosed with stage 3 lung cancer. She went back for tests this past January, and her inoperable lung cancer was gone. Joining us to tell her remarkable story from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, is Shannon Burton. Shannon, it's very good of you to do this and uh, telling people your story. We very much appreciate it. My pleasure. What was your reaction when the doctor told you that your lung cancer was no longer there? It was gone. It was complete disbelief. I didn't believe him at all. I wasn't expecting those results uh, at that time. I had a PET scan scheduled that was canceled by the insurance company. So we were going off of a CAT scan without contrast. And I said, what do we do to make sure this is right? Now, in April of last year, you were first diagnosed with lung cancer. Tell us what some of your symptoms were at the time. I had chest pain just above my heart, just on the left side, just right underneath the, if you will, right underneath my um, collarbone and like the soft tissue just above my heart. And I thought it was stress-related. I had a lot of stress going on in my life, and so... The pain I just kind of ignored until I had a blood pressure issue and went to the hospital for it. Basically, um, the doctors at the hospital said I wasn't having any blood pressure issues. They said, you don't have blood pressure issues, but you do have cancer, or we believe you have cancer. We need you to get it checked out because they did a CAT scan. So they did a CAT scan, and uh, they you had it checked out. Take us through that. Basically, I went into the hospital for what I thought was a blood pressure issue. They took my blood pressure and they said, um, they said, no, you're not having any hypertensive moments. They asked what had happened. I said I was under a lot of stress and a lot of anger and a lot of depression. And they said, all right, well, let's do a CAT scan, see what happens, you know, what's going on in there. If you've had these hypertensive moments in the past, then your heart will show that. So when they did that chest x-ray, trying to get my left ventricle, they got this tumor in my chest and they came out of the room or they came out of the CAT scan area, three or four different doctors. And they had said, you know, you, you have a mass in your chest and we think that you have cancer and we need you to get it checked out. So, you know, it was just like a punch in the throat. We was at the same hospital that my father had passed away from lung cancer in 2004. Well, that must have mean that I can't imagine getting a diagnosis like that and uh, doctors telling you you have lung cancer because uh, it is a very, very serious form of cancer. And uh, what was going through your mind at the time? I don't know. I think I was lost. I think it was just like someone took the air out of my lungs, literally, and just took the life out of my body. I think I stepped out. I just said, I'm not here. <laughs> Let the person who wants to inhabit my body walk around in it for a little while because the real me is gone. I just checked out you know, and um, put myself on autopilot, called a couple of friends in the medical industry and said, you know, this is the deal I need to get into. I need a doctor. I need a primary because I didn't even have one. 
And uh, so I got in touch with a girlfriend. She got me a primary doctor then got me in touch with a thoracic surgeon who immediately checked out the tapes, you know, the, the CDs and said, yeah, this definitely looks like lung cancer. And he said, his words were stage three, I can cure you stage four, not so much. And so then we went in for bronchoscopies, things like that. Um, all the while in the background, I've got to say that a friend of mine, a friend of my mother's actually has a, has someone in the family who is connected with cannabis oil. And I had read about it. I'd heard about it after my father had passed. And so I, you know, while I'm going to the doctors and doing all this other stuff, I've got somebody working in the back trying to get me some oil, trying to get me the THC oil that I heard and read so much about. That was in the works. Um, I went to the thoracic surgeon and he confirmed it, stage 3B lung cancer. I went to my knees thanking God that I didn't have stage 4 and then went to work to find an oncologist and what are my next steps? What do I do? And your lung cancer was inoperable. Do I have that right? Yes, it was located right up on the top of my lungs. It wasn't really necessarily in either of the lungs. It's right in the middle where you're your bronchial tube connects to your lungs. They couldn't operate because they would have had to have taken out my bronchial tube. And when I had first found out, they had told me it was three and a half centimeters, my tumors. And then my oncologist later told me it was 10. So I was quite upset about that, obviously, when I found out, you know, midway point from the oncologist, he says, no, it was actually 10 centimeters. And I said, well, how can we go from three to 10? And they said, well, it was the lateral view. It was this view, that view. You know, doctors, they got a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo. And this one said, you know, it's in essence, it's like 9.34 centimeters, something like that tumor. And I was like, oh, my God. So it was pretty frightening to find that out as well. Yeah, it's a pretty fair size. 10 centimeters is roughly uh, four inches. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> yeah. So what was the next move? I started taking the cannabis oil. My friend made it for me. Uh, my mom's friend's grandson made it for me. And it wasn't brown like the stuff that I've seen normally. It was like a golden color, and I guess that's how he makes it. And I'm sorry I couldn't tell you how he does it, but he, he does it a special way, and he doesn't use the alcohol to burn it burn it down he does something else and it works like a charm because it's it was great i started taking that immediately now his idea was to um take it so much to constantly saturate my system with it saturate my cannabinoid system is what he said he was throwing out all these words that i had no idea about at that time uh peptides and cannabinoids and things i had no idea I immediately went searching for the, you know, right dosage, right amounts. I went overboard crazy for it. And I took those pills as much as I could just because he had said, just saturate your system, saturate your system, saturate it. So I took them as much as I could, as much as I could handle and still function during the day and work and drive. And I will say that as I took them, they became, it became less of a psychotropic experience, more of a you know, just normal, just, I, I didn't feel any pain. I didn't feel any discomfort. I was in a car accident in 2015. I did not feel my back pain any longer. I had no, nothing, no pain. I just walked around like a normal person. I didn't lose weight. I didn't gain weight. I just stayed normal. And I started to do cancer treatment in June with 
conventional cancer treatment, even though I was already doing the cannabis oil. And I will say that my oncologist, his words were, even though in Florida, it's not, it wasn't legal at the time. He said, I don't care that you do it. I just don't want to know about it because it's not clinically tested. It's been no clinical trials. So you go ahead and do what you're going to do. And he says, and I'm going to do what I do. I said, good, as long as we're on the same page. <laughs> and Shannon, to interrupt, uh, sorry, um, how long had you been on the oil at this point and how much were you taking or how much had you ingested at this stage in the game? I had been on the oil pretty much since, I'd guesstimate since the end of April. I found out April 11. And I guess by the end of April, I was on the oil. And I, Corey, I couldn't tell you how much I was taking because he was giving them to me in capsule form already made. And he had half doses and full doses. And, you know, it was just a, those zero, zero gelatin capsules. And it was mm-hmm. filled up with that coconut oil. And he wasn't, you know, he was like, just get it into your system. Doesn't matter how much you take, just take as much as you can. And at first he told me every four hours, I want you taking a pill every four hours. Right. And so I couldn't possibly do that at first because I had to maintain employment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I had to function on a, on a regular basis. So um, I took at least two pills a day, every day, every single day. And I wasn't, I didn't follow a strict regimen like everyone does. And that I think is my biggest thing I want to tell everybody is not to stress so much the little things about the, the dosing and the scheduling. I mean, I, it's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the end of the world in, in the sense of as long as you're getting it into your system and you're, you're getting that cannabinoid system working and, and getting all that flowing, keep it going. Keep going. Don't worry. If you miss a dose, go to the next one. You know, it's not... It's not yeah, necessary. Nothing's, like, written, nothing's written in stone. Not at all. No way. And it, and I can't tell you how many people have said to me, "You don't, you don't look like you have cancer. You never look like you had cancer." And I got to chalk that up to the oils because I was on two of the strongest chemotherapy treatments that are out there. I was on cisplatin and Olympta, and those are platinum-based chemotherapy treatments. And I was on. I was supposed to be on a regimen of four of those together. Um, I took two cisplatin treatments with the Olymptas and two additional Olymptas. So four total chemo treatments that just would knock anybody out. And I'm still here. So, and I'm still fully here. Every part of me, I mean, I didn't lose weight. I didn't get gaunt looking. I'm healthy. I, I look great. You People would never guess that I have cancer. Or had cancer. When you were taking the chemo, were other people ill and you were not? Yes. Yes. I got, my stomach was upset from the chemotherapy. I obviously had to go to the ladies' room quite frequently. Um, the nausea I was taking, you know, I, I was on so many different pharmaceutical drugs. They, the doctors wanted to give me um, a ton of opiates for pain. They wanted to give me steroids. They wanted to give me um, you know, stuff for the nausea and the the other the other end. Mm-hmm. All of it, they, everything. Let me give you a pill for that. I've got a pill for that. I've got a pill for that. My my oncologist number one thing was, oh, you're feeling upset here. Taking take a Xanax, you know. It, pushing these pharmaceutical pills at me. And I can tell you, I took steroids for the first three days after the chemo and then stopped. And then the Xanax, I took regular, but 
I think that's normal for anybody who's diagnosed with cancer. You need to sleep, you know, and, and try to go to sleep at night. And that's why I took them. How much oil? Uh, sorry to interrupt again. Um, how much oil were you taking during chemotherapy? The same amount between two and three pills a day. Okay. How did it make, then, you, how did it make you feel, Shannon? Once I was through the initial feeling on the oil, I didn't feel it. Like it didn't, didn't, it had no psychotropic properties, nothing. It just, I felt normal. Absolutely, completely normal. Not, I didn't have any silly feeling in my head, no fuzzy feeling. I didn't have dry mouth. I didn't, you know, it wasn't about the feeling that we get when you put one in your mouth, you know, and smoke. It was simply just, I felt normal. Do you know, do you have any idea what percent the THC was in the? It's extremely high quality is what he told me. He got, he grows it himself for that purpose, for medicinal purposes in, in California. So, um, extremely high. That's all he would tell me. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, did you do any suppositories at all, Shannon? I didn't. I didn't. And I know that the efficacy of the suppositories is 60% versus oral 30%. So, I, I mean, I did my reading. I reached out to Corey. I reached out to you. I reached out to a, a man named Mark Chavola. I'm sure, Corey, you've probably read about him. Um, I wanted to find out everything I could about the oils. And, really? you know, I was never... Yeah, I honestly was uncertain whether or not it was even working because, you know, I didn't know the percentage and I didn't yeah. know the, the, how much I was taking. And I was really concerned. So then when they turned around and said, you're in remission, I was like, I can't believe it. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It really works. Because there's no way that I go from stage 3B lung cancer, the number one cancer killer in the world, in April 2016, to January 2017 and be in remission. Yeah. There's just no way. No yeah, way. It's pretty amazing. Pretty what, amazing. what did the doctors attribute it to? The doctor attributed it to the um, chemo and the radiation treatments that I took. I took 35 radiation treatments as well. So the doctor attributed it to that. And I said, is this uncommon? And he said, no. He was very aloof with it. But, I mean, if the truth be told about the oncologist that I had seen... Um, I walked in after I had done the, an additional CAT scan with contrast and he walked, he walked in the room and asked me how I was handling the Olympta that I had taken three months prior. And I looked at him like a deer in the headlights. Are you kidding me? Do you not know who I am? He had no clue. You know, I, I literally think it's, you know, luck of the draw. Let's check off the boxes and make sure, you know, let's keep it moving. This is another hundred thousand in my pocket. You know, that's the way I felt in that situation. If it wasn't for the oil, I wouldn't be here. No, I think you mentioned two very interesting things. One is that people try and, and Corey, you, you'll confirm this, I think, people try and get too detailed about what they take instead of just taking yeah. take the damn oil and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, I tell people, don't get so focused on the 60 grams in 90 days. Some people need more. Some people need less, you know. Yeah. Just get it into you. And Shannon's a perfect example. She just took it. Yeah. I just took it. There is no there was no schedule. There was no regimen. There was no plan. It was just keep it going. Keep getting it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You know, Shannon, um, just for the benefit of listeners, um, 
suppositories, uh, we see a lot of success with suppositories and stage three, stage four lung cancers. As I've heard entirely 60, like I said, I read that it's 60% efficacy and compared to a 30% that you're getting more via suppository than you are with the, um, with the oral. But for me, my first time around, I said, you know what, I'm going to go with the oral and, you know, I mean, this is cannabis health radio, so I got to go there. You know, I do enjoy the psychotropic feeling. So, you yeah. know, every once in a while, it's nice to relax. It's nice, it's nice to feel good. And, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of doing both, even with lung cancer patients, you know, cover right. all your bases is what I right. say, you know, so orally as well as um, suppository. Now, when I was at Canifest in Prague, um, sitting on that board with uh, the different doctors, w- one of the things that was certainly uh, something that was agreed on was everybody felt that suppositories were the most effective. Right. But and for I would- me, if I have it back, that's where I'm going, suppository. If, if, if I, God forbid I ever get it back or it ever comes back, which I pray to God I never get it again, because once you get it, you're in fear for your life oh, sure every you minute. Are. Yeah, every little thing you're going, oh my gosh, is that it? But yeah, I, yeah. I think people should do both myself. If I get stuck in that position again, you better believe I'm going both ways because it's just, it's got to be, you know, saturate the system any way you can. You're absolutely right. Well, we'll start a new motto. Cover your ass and do suppositories. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I was going to go there, but I figured I'll let you guys (laughs) (laughs) know. One of the other things I thought was interesting in your comments, Shannon, is that you said when you first started taking the cannabis oil, you noticed that the back pain from your car accident that you had previously disappeared completely gone completely gone it was i stopped taking the cannabis oil right after i got the um diagnosis they said you know that you're you're in remission and i had just run out of the oil so i actually just got some more just recently but i had stopped for most of january and my back pain was debilitating i couldn't walk i mean i could walk but it, it was so painful I have a herniated discs. I have bulging discs. I got hit 50 miles an hour at a, at a stoplight. Somebody hit me in a Yukon XL, just plowed right into me. Um, completely totaled my truck. And I was lucky to walk away alive, but we got some serious back pain. My best friend and I, who was in the accident with me, exact same injuries, exact same pain. She still has it, whereas I was taking the cannabis oil and I don't have it. And now that I'm back on the oil, again... It's livable. I can walk around. I can, you know, I just went to Costco right before I took this call, you know. So to be able to do stuff like that is awesome. And I attribute that to the oil as well. Shannon, I think it's really important for listeners to know, and I'm pretty sure you know that it's it's really uh, crucial to stay on a maintenance dose of oil once you've cleared yourself. I absolutely agree with you. And I had, I just run out, unfortunately, and seeing that Florida just passed the law in November, the doctors still haven't come around yet. Like we have a few, but they're still getting their licensing and whatnot. So it's still kind of difficult for us to get it here. Yeah, few Florida. and far between, I know. Right. So you got to find the right people and, and whatnot. And I have a couple of great contacts now, thank God. You know, but you also want to make sure you get good quality things and you know where you're getting your oils from, you know. And I believe that's really important because I don't want to, I don't want someone to have garbage or something that they can't rely on. So make sure that they get quality, the good quali- quality medicine. Yes. I just wanted to address uh, at the beginning there, you were talking about how your 
oil was golden color and you were used mm-hmm. to seeing it darker. That is all about how long it's soaked. So this was a short soak that that your product was made from. Okay. You see a darker oil when it's soaked for longer. There's more chlorophyll in it, etc. Okay. So that's thank that's, you. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> no, as, long, as long as it works. As long as it yeah. works, absolutely. That's the name of the game. It works beautifully. I love it, and you know, I mean, it still has the the flavor, you know, that funny oily flavor, but it also helps, you know, the oils, the coconut oil helps with so much, you know, when you mix it, you know, with the, as a carrier oil, I've always used pure coconut oil. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's important to say as well. Um, you got to get something that gets to your liver. So coconut oil, olive oil, things like that, a good carrier is real important as well. Shannon, have you told your friend who was in the car accident with you about cannabis oil? I made the mistake of giving her a pill, and I've given I've given three people a pill. I will say this, and I think this is important. People need to start out slow, slow and low, <laughs> because me, I'm I'm used to taking the pills. So yes, I did tell her, and she, she was having an excruciating back pain day. And I said, "Here, take this pill. It'll make you feel better. Your back won't hurt at all." And I'm thinking. No problem, because I'm used to it every day. Problem is, I was used to it, and she wasn't. So start out slow and low and work your way up. Do not jump right in in a full dose and and make sure you ease yourself up into a full dose because um, it put her on her back for the entire day. She was done. She said, I couldn't move. I just wanted to sit there. She said, I, you know, it was too much. I don't know how you take it. And I said, well, it's easy for me. It doesn't bother me at all. But I didn't realize that it had, I had to build up to that. I think it's important people know to build up. But did her back pain go away when she was doing nothing? Absolutely. For days. Oh, it did. did. Uh, yes, as did my boyfriend's father, who I gave him a pill, who he actually has an opiate problem where he was taking too many opiates because of knee surgery. The doctors, they want to just give you these pills. So he didn't want to be on the opiates anymore. I said, I went off of them. Can I try that? And I said, sure, absolutely. It was too much of a dose for him as well, except the number one thing he said afterwards was, he said, my varicose veins are gone. They've shrunk. Yeah, I have heard of that. In my legs. So the amazing thing is this, these drugs, they have these, you know, the marijuana, they're the, the cannabis oil, I should say. I, I don't even want to call them a drug because to me, it's not a drug. To me, it's a, a healing thing. But this cannabis oil does so much that we don't even know about. You know, it took away my back pain. I didn't get sick. I didn't have nausea. I didn't. You know, I didn't lose any weight on a full chemotherapy, full radiation. I couldn't eat enough food because of the burning in my esophagus from the radiation. Yet, I didn't lose any weight. Why is that? There's only one reason. To me, it's it's amazing. Shannon, when you said that when the doctors told you that you had lung cancer, it was almost like an out-of-body experience for you. Absolutely. Yeah. When the doctors told you that your lung cancer was gone, what was that like? Same. I went right down to my knees. There was no other place to go. When someone tells you that you don't have cancer anymore, I can't imagine a better place to go. I went right to my knees and I said, thank you, God. That was the first person. Then thank you, cannabis oil. (laughs) And then thank you, doctor. (laughs) In that order. (laughs) 
Well, you got to thank the friend who uh, provides you with the cannabis oil as well. I did. I call him my apothecary. <laughs> apothecary. <laughs> yeah. Do you help other people or do you talk to other people who have lung cancer about what you did and how it helped you? As much as I can. As much as I can. I, I, I'm on several websites and that Corey's also on as well. A couple, I, you know, I don't want to promote anybody if I'm not allowed to, but I'm on several on Facebook and Corey, I know that we're friends with multiple people that are the same. Yeah. I tell as many people. And when I was in, when I was told I was in remission, we posted my story on those websites and lots of people reached out. They wanted to know what I, what I'd done. And I felt somewhat bad by saying, you know, I was kind of laissez-faire with it, but the important thing is that you just do it. Just do it. Don't stop. Just keep on doing it. And, you know, don't get hung up on the details. Just keep going. Keep doing it. It'll work. What was your attitude towards cannabis prior to trying it? I... I wasn't using it myself. I had used it when I was younger, of course, for recreational purposes. Um, but I'd stopped over the years just for expense-wise and whatnot. But my significant other had anxiety issues. And he was starting to get anxiety medicines from the doctors, pharmaceuticals again. And I said, why don't you just give this shit? Why don't you just try it? So I rolled one up for him and I put some really great Pink Floyd music on. <laughs> and I laid him on the couch and I said, here, just chill. And so my thoughts about it is I was definitely a proponent for it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And he completely, not that he was ever a big drinker, but completely quit drinking alcohol entirely and said, why would I ever drink? This makes me feel good. I'm not in any danger to anybody. I'm at home. I'm great. This is wonderful. And so we're definite proponents for it. The only thing I disagree with about it is that I think that it should be I think there should be age limits because I think that the children's minds need to develop more before they start messing with any kind of anything for a child. That's just my stance on it. Does he still like Pink Floyd? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think he likes them a lot more. I put Dark Side of the Moon on. You can't beat that album. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's interesting that I've read that in states in the U.S. where medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana is cannabis is legal, the alcohol consumption has decreased. Yeah. The one thing that I find I found interesting I read recently is that when they do do the dispensaries in Florida, you know, in Florida and different states that they're just starting to become legal, they're going to reduce the THC content in what they give out as medical. Have you guys heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything about that for your state, but I certainly know that that's an issue with these places in Canada that are government approved. Yeah, I don't think that that's appropriate because I think that you need, especially with certain types of cancer, like lung cancer, you need a high THC high content. High THC, exactly, exactly. And that's so that that I find very frustrating. There are doctors here that are sending patients to these places in, in good faith, thinking that they're really helping their patient, when in reality, a lot of the product that's available might do an awesome job on that patch of psoriasis on your arm, but it's not going mm-hmm. to do anything for an aggressive cancer. No, and if you have an aggressive cancer, then you find, you get online, you start going, um, go to Facebook, that's your first place, in my opinion, and start searching, because start we're out searching, there. searching, but do not buy cannabis no. oil online. 
True that. I've never done that myself. <laughs> well, it, there's so many ripoff artists out there. That's I'm just repeating my mantra because I have at least a person a week who gets taken for a ride. At least yeah. one a week. And there's always someone online who claims to be Rick Simpson selling Rick Simpson, Simpson oil, oil, and yeah. Rick Simpson does not make uh, oil, oil. Just for sale. No, no, not at all. Not and at all. Rick is yeah. actually in Serbia right now, so... Serbia, <laughs> Croatia. Seriously, Croatia. yes, Croatia. He's Croatia. in Croatia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, left Canada in 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah. He did last time. Yeah. Yes. Shannon, is there anything that you'd like to tell listeners uh, about cannabis? Because you've got a just a remarkable story. Stage three inoperable lung cancer. It's gone, and you're healthy. I'm healthy. I'm aside from a little bit of wheeze, which is. Uh, Normal with radiation pneumonitis. I got radiation pneumonitis from the radiation treatments. Aside from that, I could, if I didn't have that, I could run a marathon and I had stage 3B lung cancer. Now I chalked that up to God, cannabis oil, those two first, first and foremost. And, you know, you have to have faith, you have to have a good source for your oil, and you have to have a good attitude. I think. Attitude is a big key in keeping yourself well. Don't get lost in your own mind. Keep out of it because you can spiral into a depression when you're sick with cancer. It's it's really easy to go there and go down that road. And I, you know, people ask me, how are you so happy now? How are you just glow? And I say, well, I got to mourn my life from April to from April to January, and now I'm born again, and I'm going to just live happily and enjoy every minute and find joy in every day good for you awesome thank you. yeah it was great to talk to you shannon thanks very much for your time thank you both we really appreciate it shannon thank you my pleasure and that's it another edition of cannabis health radio wherever you are in the world thanks very much for listening you've been listening to the cannabis health radio podcast visit our website CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and, of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.